0: Hello, friends. This is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. I brought my co-host with me, Christina. Say hello. Hello. And we hope you enjoy this episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast. If you like what you hear, as always, you can check out more by going to FrugalSnobs.com. You can check out all of our video content available on YouTube at YouTube.FrugalSnobs.com. You can check us out on social media. Facebook.com slash frugalsnobs or on Twitter at frugalsnobs. And of course, you can catch this podcast on your podcatcher or podcasting network of choice. And if you have a smart speaker, feel free to ask it to play the Frugal Snobs podcast. As always, folks, be well, never pay retail. And now, on to the episode. Hey, everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 156. Of the Fruitless Nuts Podcast, I brought you with me say hello. Hello! As we record this episode, today is Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. We've been very busy recently, but we thought we would throw out an episode where we talk about things like, well, the I Told You So on the Royal Rumble, a few shows that we're actually checking out, and um, coin finds, etc., savings at the grocery store, as we typically you know, always cover, and socialism is bad. Yes. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> Christina has a little card here with all of the notes for the show, and she was just shaking it obnoxiously. Go ahead and do it for all of our listeners. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and get into it, folks. So, um, do you want to start with the savings at the grocery store? Sure. Recently. So, in the past couple of weeks, we've had some good savings at the grocery store and some heavily reduced items at our local grocery store. So, um, I think I was surprised at the lack of sales for the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know our local grocery stores. I think maybe in the key markets where Super Bowl parties might be happening more prevalently, like in Kansas City or San Francisco, maybe, maybe Miami because that's worth it. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in enough NFL cities that I could technically be a Chiefs fan going into this uh, particular Super Bowl, given that I graduated from high school in the Kansas City area. But eh. nah, I don't care. My teams are not, and my and my and my, my workmates are all based out of San Francisco. That, that area, so... You're kind of neutral. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I mean, unless I have a... unless. And frankly, I wouldn't even care if local teams were in it. If I don't have a bet on a game or something, don't care. Exactly. So, again, folks, we were very surprised that there were really no sales for the Super Bowl uh, this year. Um, we did get some uh, decent savings on, I believe, free milk. Yes. A um, couple of very heavily reduced items, et cetera. But nothing really to write home about, so to speak. But we've had some really good savings recently at the grocery store. Had some stock-up opportunities, things like that. So always get out there, folks. Check out your grocery programs and your other rewards programs. They're, they're definitely useful. And they keep on giving. It just depends on what time of year yes. and what you're looking to stock up on. So um, I think we've talked about this before on the show. It might be a good idea for folks to also adjust your diet just based on – preferences of sales yes that makes sense so there's always sources of carbs there's always sources of protein always sources of calories things like that that you need based on whatever your goals are um out there you just got to find where they are right so it's change your diet accordingly just don't do anything reckless or destructive so also invest in a deep freezer for meat sales yes yes unfortunately because we have limited space uh we cannot invest in a deep freeze but if you have one more power to you Uh, We've been able to at least minimize space quite a bit um, by strategically packing our freezer. Yes. So, um, happy with that. But I agree with Christina. It's definitely a good idea to uh, stock up on meats and also protein ice cream, if you can find it, or other protein-infused frozen items with a deep freeze. Yes. It's a pretty good idea to do that. So, um, again, folks, get up to your local grocery uh, chains, uh, no matter where you are in the United States or around the world. Uh, depending on where you are in the world if you have grocery programs or grocery reward programs definitely take advantage of those little programs they're they're helpful um all right so getting through the grocery store let's go ahead and talk about um the coronavirus yeah <laughs> yeah that's your answer Yeah. Yeah. um scary stuff man yeah um we're staying home yes <laughs> we are staying home um interestingly enough uh my own my own employer was affected by the uh, coronavirus it seems like uh, Cancelling all all travel to China. If you're in China, you're not leaving. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, uh, scary stuff. Yeah, scary stuff. The the stock market took a hit because of it. Trust me, I've I felt it quite a bit. It'll be back. Yes, we'll be back. So, Um speaking of the, twill will be back in the stock market with the the WWE effects this week on the market. I won't talk about it too much, but let's talk about the I told you so. Yes. I told everybody two weeks ago on this podcast, whether you're a fan or not, oh well, that Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway, would win this year the Royal Rumble, the 2020 Royal Rumble. Yes. Did I not? I did. Yes, you did. And what happened? Who won the Men's Royal Rumble? Drew McIntyre. Yes. A little upset about Charlotte winning the Women's Rumble, but eh. Eh. Nah. It was either her or Shayna, so he really couldn't. It's like the less of two evils, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Or Bianca. Bel Air? Yeah. She was a star of that rumble, man. She came out number two. I don't care if it's if it's if it's predetermined or not. You know, a woman like that that can that can that can express that much physicality, she got over. Yeah. In that rumble. She really did. And Brock Lesnar made the men's rumble until Drew McIntyre kicked him right in the face. Didn't even put his hands up, took that kick like a champ. Yeah. Right over the top rope. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Um, All I can say, though, um, and, Christine, you noticed this, and I'm saying this from a a real-life standpoint, okay, Um, I think certain people need to watch their language when being with the camera. Yes. Yeah. Um, If you have not seen the 2020 Royal Rumble or if you're not a fan of sports entertainment, ignore this. But if you did see the Rumble or want to see this clip, check it out probably on YouTube. There is a clip with Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar in the ring at the Royal Rumble. It was when Keith Lee was coming to the ring. Ah, I thought he was in the ring. No, he was walking to the ring. Oh, that's even better. So there's a clip. I, I guess the camera caught Brock Lesnar looking at Paul Heyman and, and saying, did you see this bleep bleep? <laughs> yes, bleeper bleeper. How's that? Yes. You see this bleeper bleeper? It, yeah, famous show. Yes. But... Yeah, we thought that was quite funny. I was like, Wait, well, he just said what? <laughs> you could you could see it. You could read lips and see it. Yes. You know? So <laughs> I mean the camera was dead shot on him when he said yeah, it. Yeah, people need to watch their, their language like that. But I think I think it was pretty cool. There were a lot of really good visuals in that men's rumble. Edge returned at number twenty one. Good for him. He worked out AJ Styles. Yes, inadvertently, <laughs> by the way, which I believe AJ Styles will not be at WrestleMania this year. I think that's gonna be one of my predictions, but we'll see. Anyway, um decent rumble. Um, actually happy with, with, with most of the show. Yeah. Uh, that, that, uh, Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan match was just gruesome. Yeah. I don't care if you're a fan or not. That, that leather strap, it, it's not forgiving. Snap. Snap. Yeah. It's, that's not forgiving. And, uh, I mean, I, I think that, that in the storyline, Daniel Bryan accomplished his goal of not allowing the, the fiend character to escape, you know, mysteriously, but he paid a huge price for it. So I don't know when Brian Danielson, also known as Daniel Bryan, will be back. But anybody who says it's fake, as Bully Ray says, go fake yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so that just, ugh. I was disturbed watching it. Yeah, you had to look away. Yeah, I did. It was, it was just not, no. Anyway. But the night beforehand was also good with Worlds Collide. Yeah, I knew you were going to try to get that in, weren't you? <laughs> I wanted to move on, but no. Um, actually, you're right. Uh, Worlds Collide was really good. Uh, if you have the WWE Network, go check it out. It's definitely worth it. Um, really some good matches. And uh, I believe Jordan Devlin is now the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Yes, and so he took the belt to UK. That's right. Uh, I'm sure he made his trainer, Finn Balor, also uh, Fergal Devitt, real name, uh, very proud. Yes. So I mean, look, folks, look, we get it. Sports entertainment is predetermined etc but you have to respect the physicality the showmanship all that stuff and you know we take this into the con season for christina's Mm -hmm. stuff right for your for your endeavors right it's all about showmanship right it's all about charisma yeah it's all about presentation so you can't that stuff you can't just you know learn all the time and fake it right you got to like observe it you have to have some natural ability but it has to be something that you have to craft over time yes fair Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, folks. Dry air. We are hanging out in the snob there today. Yes. So, um, pretty decent. Decent rumble. I was I was very happy with it. World's Cloud was actually very good. Um, happy to see Imperium actually defeat the Undisputed Era. Oh, yeah. It was actually a really good show. I mean, seeing the 540 after Adam Cole got hit, that was like, ow. <laughs> it was a good show at the Toyota Center. It was a really good show. Very happy with it. Um... It, it was surprising to me. It was a very pleasant surprise. So, pretty cool. Yes. Pretty cool. So, um, anyway, we are trudging along with our WWE network through the end of WrestleMania. For free. For free. And we will see what happens this year. Um, but, moving on. I digress. All right, moving on? Yes. Moving on. So, let's go ahead and talk about um, the shows that we're checking out and also our coin finds. So, folks, we found a pretty cool show. We just wrapped up another episode of it. It's in syndication, but it's called Guy's Grocery Games. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Guy Fieri um, has this, he's had some interesting concepts. He's had his, di- his diners, drive-ins, and dives. I think everybody has seen that if you're in the United States on the Food Network. But this show is kind of like MasterChef meets Supermarket Sweep meets, I don't know, American Gladiators maybe? Kind of. Something. I mean. There's an- a fight with chefs to get the food you want to cook with. Yes, it, it's an interesting show. So, the show itself... Um, what's it available? Is it available on, on Hulu? What's it available on? I think Food Network. On Food Network? Yes. Okay. But what if, what if you don't have one of the networks? Hulu. Okay, so you can use Hulu for the content. Yes. Bit, right? So, use Hulu for it, folks. Take a look. Uh, search for it. It's pretty easy to find. Guys, grocery games. It's pretty cool. Like Christina said, everything is based on challenges. All the chefs that are featured are playing for charity. And... It's just an interesting concept. They cook in a grocery store or on the set of a, grocery a, store. a built set for a grocery store. It's and pretty cool. We've seen some pretty insane challenges, too. Yes! You can only cook with items that start with this letter. Or if you have grocery bowling like we just watched, you can cook with items that you've you've knocked down or not knocked down. It's really weird. Like, pins. It's weird. It's, or, a, it's a weird thing. Or you can only cook with things you can find in the aisles. It's weird. No meat. No it's p- weird. weird. <laughs> it's a weird show, but it's cool. So check it out, folks. Pretty cool show, um, and uh, we're also picking up uh, and going back in time for Iron Chef America to uh, check that out. Christina's has never seen Iron Chef America, I think, until recently. Is that correct? Yeah. And you've never seen the original Iron Chef. No. Oh man, you're missing out. You're are you an, are you a Japanese person? I am an anime person. Aren't you a Japanese culture person? If you were Iron Chef, is a staple. <laughs> Iron Chef. Chef. So. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool, but, uh, still loving all of our, our, um, goodies from the holiday season, so definitely just, uh, living life and hanging out, doing the best we can. So, anything else on the shows? That's about it, I mean... Okay, let's, uh, also talk about this drumstick cereal, and then we'll talk about our coin finds. All right, so, folks, Christina found this really weird cereal, for it's from General Mills, right? Yes. it's called Drumsticks, right? Yes. Okay, so... You found this at a discount, all right? So, interesting cereal. You bought a box of it for a buck, for a dollar, yes. right? Oddly enough, it kind of grows on you in certain spurts. So, this cereal combines multiple types of cereal. Yeah. Basically, uh, Golden grams, so or uh, Cocoa Puffs, and whatever those Mint Puff Which, things I are. I think the Mint Puffs are specific to that cereal. Yes. So, what it's supposed to do, folks, as the name implies is it supposed to simulate the taste of a drumstick ice cream treat novelty is yes. that fair? so you you know folks i mean we've all been kids at one point or another and even as adults i'm sure there's people that eat these it is a waffle cone scoops of ice cream dipped in chocolate and peanuts right yes so that it's weird it's just really really weird and at we first, play with combinations. Yes, we have. So we've, we've taken, for example, the Cocoa Puff portions and added a piece of Mitten Made an Ice Cream Sandwich. Yes. We, <laughs> we do all kinds of things with this. Just straight Graham Cracker chocolate chocolate ice cream. Yes, it's just, it's weird. It's just weird. Um, folks, again, uh, if you're in the United States, you know exactly what we're talking about. When we're talking about Golden Grahams Cocoa Puffs, those are staples. Right? I'm not saying they're the greatest food in the world, but everyone's had a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. Okay, or a bowl of Golden Grahams. Wherever you are in the world, there's probably an equivalent cereal. Yes. Forgive me, I am not familiar, but I'm sure there's some sort of equivalent cereal to Golden Grahams and Cocoa Puffs in, of course, the Western world. we yes. put it that way. How's that? Ugh. <sighs> okay. So, we had our little stint on the Super Bowl. We talked about the groceries. We talked about the, the rumble and World's Collide. We talked about this weird cereal. We talked about TV shows. Let's go and talk about our coin finds, and then we'll talk about why socialism is horrible. Yes. Socialism is bad. So... All right, so coin finds. We have found a pretty cool piece to add to our collection. Yes. The audio is at the tail end of this episode, folks, so check that out. The video is also available on YouTube, and we'll talk about that here in a second as well. Uh, The video review that we've just put out is for the $1 service certificate from Hawaii. It is a Hawaiian overprint note from World War II. It's awesome. Check it out on YouTube for the visuals. But the audio is coming up at the end of this episode. Check it out. Now, as it comes to YouTube itself and video content, Christina, you have been adding extra content to your Imperial Legends website, which we'll talk about also as part of the episode. But as part of that, you added a feed for YouTube. Yes. So you have decided um, to swap or to substitute our previous widget, frugalsnobs.com, for the -hmm. video feed, with this new widget... Uh, plug-in for our website and it's awesome yes it does some good stuff and you also now have the ability to subscribe from the dot homepage. homepage. yes so check it out folks it's pretty cool um if you have not subscribed already please subscribe it helps us out but like i said folks stick around for the tail end of the episode we've added the audio for the hawaii print note at the tail end fair yeah all right let's um <clears throat> talk about why socialism is bad then we'll talk about your adventures and then we'll wrap it up okay fair All right. Why is socialism bad, Christina? You have... Basically, what we did is we we, came up with the top fives. Yes. That uh, basically anyone could understand here in terms of in the United States, uh, in Canada, um, in any non-socialist country, as to why we believe, chiefly, that socialism is bad. Yes. So, I know that in this country, there's a growing movement uh, that supports socialism, particularly amongst millennials. Because they don't understand Well, no, because they go off, they go to college, they don't save their money before college, they were never taught about finance and that life is actually expensive. Then they go off and they go to college, they study things that aren't really conducive to the market or beneficial to the market, and then they graduate with lots and lots of debt, then they go nuts because their degree in history got them nothing. Well, of course it won't. The market doesn't need it. So if the free market doesn't need it, you're going to have a hard time. Okay? And by the way... Just so people are aware, a vast majority of people do not go into the line of work they studied for co- for their college work. Yes. Most people don't. Like me. Most people don't. I mean, I did to a degree, and I still do, but I have a split. But most people don't, but they found a way. All right? So all I can say for you is I'm very happy that we got out of college and we did. Yes. I mean... <laughs> There's $100,000, $150,000 bachelor's degrees that might get you a $35,000 a year job starting. That's horrible. Yeah, I know. There's some of they that are going to say, well, I got more than that. I'm like, yeah, you probably did. But, you know, what market do you live in? Los Angeles? New York? Yeah, you probably did because you're going to be poor without it. Cost of living. Of course. Of course. Again, people didn't understand that life is expensive. It's expensive expensive. If people saw what we paid here in the Washington DC area, where, you know, just a rent on an apartment is like double a mortgage somewhere else, yeah. People would go nuts. Like I can't believe you live there. Like, yeah, but our salaries are are commensurate to the market. Yes. And the biggest mistake people make is they move to bigger cities and larger urban areas and don't understand the difference. Yes. So that offer letter you get Your employer's just just rubbing their hands together and going to say, please sign it, because I'm going to get you for pennies on the dollar. Yes. Then you're going to move to wherever it is we send you. You're going to live on next to nothing, frozen pizza, ramen noodles, things like that, because you don't know any better. And they know that. They take advantage of it. And they exploit it. Yes, they do. So, off my rant, let's talk about why socialism is bad. And actually, also, it all bleeds into this. So... What are our reasons for socialism being bad? What is number one? Kills creativity. It does. We wouldn't exist. Exactly. What is the point? Exactly. You're right. This podcast would not exist. Under socialism, what is the point of being creative if everyone is equal? Exactly. If everyone is handed everything. If no one has to work hard and sacrifice and scrap and scrape to get by, to get yourself out of a bad situation. If you're just handed an even keel situation with everyone else, what is the point of being creative? There is none. Because there's no incentive to be creative. Fair? Yeah. All right. Why else is socialism bad? I'm pu- pumped up. It, it promotes in the, um, indoctrination. It does. They want the the state is best. Establishment is best. So for those of you out there in in this population that are whack jobs that actually support socialism, you people are crazy. By the way, I just want to say that right now. Free market capitalism works. And I'll say that to to my dying day. Free market capitalism works. It creates competition, therefore better quality, better products, better services. It drives down the prices of products and services through competition. Anyway, it does. It it completely uh, pushes indoctrination that the establishment knows best. The state is better than the individual, and the whole is better than the individual. Therefore, there is no concept of better or worse. We're all just even, and therefore have no reason to have any incentive to have any driver motivation. Ugh. we am getting fired up. What's the next one? <clears throat> no incentive to work. Thank you. Why should I? Why should I do any work? Why should I ascend in my career path? There's no point. If a street sweeper and a physicist earn the same amount of money, there is absolutely no reason for you to do any of that. I mean, why do you think in certain socialist countries the educational system is so much promoted and why do you think people are very intelligent? Why? Because education's paid for by the state. Therefore, most people earn PhDs or, or graduate degrees of some kind. And then what happens? They get jobs that pay far less. I mean think about it. Go to a go to someplace like and I'm sorry to say it folks, look like at Cuba. Look at a physician in Cuba. Look at your local general practitioner in the United States. I guarantee you, your GP alone, non-specialized, earns a multiple of what a physician in a country like Cuba would earn. True. Yes. I mean, think about it. You have people in this world. And, Christina, weren't you saying this morning before we we, um, put together the notes that in socialist countries, according to statistics, there is far higher poverty levels Yes. in socialist countries than there are in free market-based economies. Yes, Planned economies don't work. What's your fourth item? Diminishes identity. Yeah, if we're all the same, who cares? Yeah, That's right, comrade. We'll all carry our party cards. We'll all wear the same state-provided clothing. Again, there's no name brands. There's no branding. There's no competition. There's no free market enterprise or businesses running in socialist countries. So we'll all wear our same unbranded clothing that the state gave us. We'll all stand in line for the same food that we don't have enough of. We'll all wear the shoes that aren't the right size because the state-planned economy basically said this is what you get. And we'll all be exactly the same. Next. Diminishes quality. I just said it leading into this. Does it not? It does diminish quality. There's no point, right? No, no motivation. Com, no competition. So product A and B, there's no such thing. There's only product X. Yes. That's it. Everybody gets the same thing. Everybody pays in. Everybody gets the same thing. There's no incentive to make more or less in terms of salary. It's okay. The state will protect you and cover everything. Have you looked at healthcare in socialist countries, by the way? It sucks. I hate to say it. If you are in Canada, by the way, welcome. But by the way, the fact that it takes four hours plus to see a physician for something simple? Ridiculous. Ugh. Socialism does not work. As Donald Trump Jr. said, I think in a tweet to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, people yes. want to walk their dogs and not eat them. Yeah, it's true. Have you have you seen? I mean, what what? I mean, just from the glimpses that you would see in socialist countries of life, what it's like. Look at the things those people eat. Yeah, look at the things the Cats. citizens. Cats. Yeah, look at the look at look at these the, the things people eat. Look at North Korea, folks. A Stalinist state. There's people eating the bark off of trees. Okay, if that's what you want. Because you can't get your life together? No thank you. Mm, no thank Cinnamon. Whatever. That's actually what cinnamon is. I, I get some bark off of trees. I get that. that, But I mean like bark off of like just regular shrub trees, man. <laughs> I'm talking. This is, don't, don't try to gussy this up. I mean, that's fine. If you want to eat bark off of trees and grass and leaves and things like that. And kill your family pets and things like that. Fiber. Because, what? Fiber. What? I'm trying to prove a serious point here. (laughs) These people are going to destroy this country. Yeah. And I'm hoping that I'm not alive for it. Yeah. Honestly. I really am. And by the way, that gentleman at the uh, the rally with Elizabeth Warren or whatever, her campaign event. Thank you for cornering her. Yes, thank you, whoever you are, nameless gentleman. And by the way, I'm sure that the clip is all over the web, including YouTube, and I'm sure it's on a number of, of networks, of the confrontation with Elizabeth Warren over those who paid... Their fair share, paid their way through college, paid their kids' way through college, sacrificed, worked hard to save money. Their kids are working hard to save money. That's the salt of the earth, and that's how you get the American dream the right way. The rest of you out there are trying to steal it. That's right. You're stealing it because you are not working that hard. You take versus give back, and then you want everyone to hand you everything. You're thieves. Every one of you are thieves. You like that? It's true. They're a bunch of, of thieves who whine and cry and moan and groan instead of work and work hard. Work hard every day. Yes. Because we all did. Yes. And just like this gentleman said to Elizabeth Warren, we worked this hard to put our kids through school, and we worked really hard to sacrifice, and we don't get our money back. You're going to pay off student loan debt. What do we get? And she said that you wouldn't get your money back. You'll get nothing. So what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? And by the way, (laughs) I do want to make one comment about Elizabeth Warren's comment about the social security system. Her comment was completely, utterly off-base, because she doesn't look at the social security system based on what it was designed initially for, versus what it has become. So I'm not even going to get into details on that, because I'm not going to even argue or debate over it. I'm already fired up enough. Am I getting upset? Do I look upset? No. Well, it's wrong. It is. I mean, it's a bunch of thieves trying to steal the American dream from everyone who's earned it. Yes. Okay? That's what I really think. I cannot wait till November. I cannot wait, because whoever that nominee is for, go the, down. For, the, for the Democrats, you will be facing hell from the Republican side of this whole engagement. Yes. And pardon my language for saying the word hell, folks. It is a family show, but it's coming. And I cannot wait. I'm waiting for the charisma. I'm yeah. waiting for the Donald Trump charisma, because there is nobody, and I mean nobody, there is no candidate that will ever be able to match the charisma. No. So, ugh, I gotta calm down. I'm just waiting for it. I mean, make, making really decent trade deals, decent stock market growth. I mean, unemployment is at an all time low. I mean, look, folks, you've all heard the spiel, okay? I'm just, I'm just waiting for it. I'm waiting for the entertainment factor of what's going to happen. So, whew, gotta calm down. If we lost listeners over this because I told the truth, sorry, we're, we apologize for how you feel. But I've said it on this show before, when I get fired up, i the truth will always come out. I will never apologize for telling the truth as I see it. So if you're offended by it, oh well. (laughs) You can find yourself another show, or here's a better idea. Start your own. Start your own. But remember, in in socialism, you shouldn't be able to do that. True. Under socialism, you can't do that, because establishment always knows best. Yeah. So, all right, let's wrap this thing up. I'm upset. (laughs) All right, folks. Um... Honestly, we, we do hope that you enjoyed the episode. I mean, we do get fired up, but we we'll at least tell the truth yes. as we see it. Before we get out of here, though, Christina, let's talk about some of your stuff, and then we'll wrap it up. Oh, because we're, we're in a capitalist state? That's right. We are in a capitalist society. You are allowed <laughs> to pursue free enterprise. <laughs> so, yes. Good job. Good job. So, all right. So, uh, as we wrap up here, folks, we're going to go ahead and uh, talk to Christina here in a few seconds about her up-and-coming uh endeavors, and her journey under capitalism, by the way, <laughs> um, and her upcoming shows. We'll wrap it up here, and please do stick around for the uh, audio for the Hawaii Overprint bag. that we do appreciate it. So, Christina, you got some things coming up. Yes, I do. So you just updated com. Yes. You now have your next show that is currently booked, I should yeah. say. It may be updated, um, but right now your next show will be Steel City. Yes. Uh, Comic-Con. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Monroeville, Pennsylvania. Yes. On April 17th, 18th, and 19th. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. Excellent. Okay, so um, again, there is a nice little map out there yes. at ImperialLegends.com. You can click on it, interact with it, get directions, etc. Come check out Christina. What is your booth number? Oh, 07. Excellent. So come check out Christina, and also pick up something away from the Imperial Legends series. Again, under capitalism, you can do that, folks. And there's gonna you, be a new book. You have the power. And yes, you have a prequel coming out. Yes, Dark Darken Genesis. Yes, Darken in Genesis. Impure in Legends, Darken Genesis. Now, that's not subversive, is it? Just wanna make sure, cause you know, under socialism, you know, that would be subversive. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I'm sorry, I gotta calm down, cause it's, just, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the premise that socialism would ever work, based on the socialist model that we see in the world today, is absolutely ridiculous moving on all right i gotta calm down you also have a new widget also on your website for videos yes so christina has been hard at work producing content putting the final touches on her next release for her book series but you've also been hard at work on videos yes can we call it propaganda under socialism it'd be propaganda true (laughs) but um actually you have some really nice videos to talk about uh the books, and also to introduce new readers yes. to the series itself. So, Christina will be working on getting those videos uh, made available on your YouTube channel, and you can also check out Christina's uh, videos at imperialegends.com. There's now a video widget. Yes. You can also click a simple uh, click-through there button to subscribe. Yes. So, um, please subscribe to the channel. It helps out Christina. It helps out the Frugal Snobs, and it helps out capitalism in general, folks. That's right. So... Um, your next uh, show after Steel City, I believe, that you currently have bookings for is uh, Sci-Fi Valley? Yes, that is Yes. June 12th to the 14th, if my memory is serving me correctly. At the Blair County Convention Center? Yes, exit 31 off of I-99 in Pennsylvania. Altoona. Pennsylvania. 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 Technically, it is Holidaysburg. Pennsylvania, because it's right on the border. Holidaysburg. Berg. I like it. I always love these names in Pennsylvania. It's just it's just fun. Like, King of Prussia? I love that. Scotland? King. Scotland, Pennsylvania? King of Prussia, Pennsylvania? Ugh. Oh, Alright. But, all kidding aside, folks, Christina's hard at work. Uh, please do support Imperial Legends. It helps her out. It helps us out. It helps her creativity. And we're also hoping that there's positive messages for everybody. We hope the podcast brings you positive messages. We hope that Christina's books bring positive messages to folks. And I know that With the current situation, with my um, familial uh, issue uh, right now, I know that uh, Christina, one of your pieces of art, has brought my mother Mm -hmm. a lot of inspiration. So we're really happy with that. So help us out, folks. Support us. Um, If you agree with us, great. If you don't, we can respectfully debate. But at least we get our opinions across, and we at least defend what we think. Yes. And you, you can't beat that. No. You know? All right, folks, we're going to wrap this up. Please do stick around for the Hawaii Overprint banknote Audio review, please check out the video at YouTube. You can also check it out at frugalsnobs.com. to we speak again, folks, be well, never pay retail, take care of yourself and each other, and stick around for the audio for the Hawaii of Print Note. Hey, everybody, this is Justin from frugalsnobs.com. Brock is with, with me, say hello. Hello. Brought everyone another currency review video. This time it is for a World War II. Hawaii overprint banknote. In this case, a $1 silver certificate. lot to say here, folks. I'll give a little bit of a history lesson, then we'll get into the actual note. Now, these particular notes from this particular series were printed starting in 1942, uh, were removed from circulation and use in 1946. They were printed as a response to the attack on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, so that notes from the series could be easily recognizable if the Japanese invaded Hawaii. So... U.S. currency could be recalled, and these particular banknotes could be identified easily, brought out of service, and destroyed. Fair? Fair. All right. So, as I said, folks, these banknotes are really cool. They're very unique. The $5 note is the most desirable note from this series. However, having the silver shirt is pretty cool. Yes. Okay? So, I also uh, discussed previously with Christina the, the similarities in this note to the standard 1935A Silver Certificate. Again, it's built on that design, but it's also similar in terms of its usage or intent as the North Africa Emergency Issue, which we've also reviewed as well. So taking a look at the front side of the note, Christina, you do see some similarities to the 1935A design for the Silver Cert. Yes, similarities and differences. Yes. I think the most striking difference here is the Hawaii prints on the note. One on each side. Right, and there's a brown seal associated with this particular note again, a silver certificate, as indicated on the front side of the note above Washington, and also the notice below Washington that this particular note is payable in silver to the bear on demand. Yes. That's pretty cool. Also on the front side of the note, Christina, you had mentioned to me before we started recording the upper corners of the banknote. Yes, the ovals with the big one and then the word one above. And one other thing that separates this from a regular silver shirt, mm-hmm. the regular seal color mm-hmm. is blue on a silver shirt. That's true. It's this brown, is brown seal. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool note, folks. Now, again, you can pick up these notes pretty affordably still. Again, we purchased this note for a very good price. You may have a hard time finding the $5 note from this series. Uh, they are highly desirable. They had the lowest print. I believe around $9 million were printed. But, again, really cool note. And I also wanted to point out that most of these notes were destroyed. Some were kept uh, by service personnel, but most were destroyed via crematoria or the IAA sugar mill furnaces in Hawaii. Okay, And they wanted so much that, they, that the notes be destroyed and so completely that the smokestacks, I think, on the crematoria had a mesh placed on them. To catch any paper that would fly up. From the fire. Yes. Right. So there was a, there was a desire to have a complete destruction of these notes. Okay, so that's the front side of the note. Anything else you want to say about the front side of the note or the obverse side of the note? No, I mean, it does, let's say, in silver, payable to the bearer on demand. Yes, and you definitely see those overprint, the over-embossed prints of Hawaii. Yes. All right, let's go ahead and flip the note over to the reverse side of the note. And this is where you see a very striking difference, folks. You have the hollowed Hawaii yes. on the note. in black. Yes. So... That's very distinct. You also still have the standard designs, eagle, uh, pyramid, etc on the back side of the note. So again, very similar to the 1935 A design with the exception of the word Hawaii. Yes. So again, this is a pretty cool note folks. we were able to pick it up for the collection. We're very pleased to obtain it and we got another silver cert. Yes, that helps. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Hope everybody enjoyed this review. Check out all the other content wherever you enjoy the Frugal Snobs. Also, check out the Frugal Snobs podcast. Everything you need to know is at frugalsnobs.com. And while you're here, folks, make sure you subscribe. It helps us out. Till we speak again, folks, be well, never pay a retail, take care of yourself and each other.